Welcome to episode number two. What are you drinking there? Um, some delicious yogurt that you made. Uh, what what kind of yogurt? It is one of the many flavors that you had you, purchased. You don't, you don't know what it is? Right? I don't know the name of it, but you got it at Cultures for All. It's one of the... That's it's, not, that's it's not where I got cheesy. it. It's cheesy. Cultures for Health? Oh, Health, yes. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a place to get yogurt cultures and many other things. Yeah, it's the cheesy kind. And uh, it's, it's Yeah, good. it's a little bit of slight cheese taste. Uh, film yolk. I'm assuming I'm not saying that right at all. Um, where is that from? I believe it's Norwegian. Norwegian, yeah. Swedish, it's I think. It's very good. It's, it's different from a traditional yogurt. Um, do you know what makes it different? The culture. <laughs> yes, the culture <laughs> is different. Uh, what makes it different otherwise? Do you I know? don't know. Oh, it's a, it's a what's called a, an heirloom variety of yogurt. So in the sense of it's a, um, not a direct set culture that we'll get into a little bit later, but um, basically it's just a community of bacteria that have been passed down generation to generation. Obviously it slightly changes your bacteria in your home is going to be a little different or whatnot. Um, so it's going to be slightly different, but basically it's this uh, bacteria community that creates kind of like a, a cheesier flavor, but it's um, it still tastes like yogurt. So has that slight tartness. Um, I've let it go too long. Actually, I tried it like uh, what was it about a year ago? I tried it and um, did not like it. I mean, you tried it too, right? Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't that it was horrible. It's just that I think I let it brew too long, or did something wrong, or was doing it at the well, wrong temperature. Let's just say it didn't taste like yogurt at all. Um, yeah, well, it, I mean, it was the consistency of yogurt, sort of a little. It's a little thinner than uh, than what you get for like store bought yogurt. It's more like a. It's more it like a, a drinking yogurt, um, a sipping yogurt. Like it, it's pourable. A I mean, light yogurt. So it's yeah, it's 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 definitely like a a lighter. Um, let's just say it's thinner. kind of opposite of Greek yogurt. Uh, yeah, yeah, complete opposite of Greek yogurt, which is you know taking yogurt and uh, draining the way even more way out of that, and then you get uh, Greek yogurt, uh, so even thicker. Uh, you probably tried Greek yogurt at the store, but you can make it at home as well if you haven't tried that before. We'll get into that later on in this episode as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, fill milk yogurt—that's what we're uh, uh, sipping on right now. I mean, because it's thin enough to to sip, it kind of jiggles. I mean, you could definitely spoon it. It's not like it's that. I mean, you can spoon your yogurt. I mean, it's it's not that um, that thin, but it's a little bit cheesy. But what's so cool about it is it's a countertop yogurt. It's 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 room temperature yogurt. You make it at room temperature. So instead of a thermophilic culture which we'll get into a little bit more later too. We're just going to keep wow. mentioning things we'll get into mm -hmm. and maybe we'll forget about getting to them eventually. But instead, this is a mesophilic yogurt starter um, as in it, it, it does best at like 70 degrees to 70, 78 degrees, something like that. I think maybe 72 to 77. Um, but basically you're just saying you, you, you can just room leave it temperature, on the countertop, leave it on the countertop. It Obviously if you're, if you keep your house really cold at night, it might, you might need to find somewhere warmer. Like some people's refrigerators, older refrigerators are still kind of warm on the top or definitely old TVs, but like, uh, newer refrigerators aren't really that warm on top, but that's definitely somewhere where you can put them. Or um, can you just let it ferment for longer? A day or two longer? Would that work? Well, that's a good test to do. We'll try that sometime and, and, and see what happens. Like, we'll, we'll we'll see. I don't think, like, if we took it down into our basement, which is, like, 50, 55 on average, um, you know, it's, like, it's going to be a little uh, – it might be a little too cold. But I don't know exactly. So uh, I will definitely I will definitely try that sometime and either read about it on the blog or, or we'll follow up with it at a later date. I just don't know uh, if – 
if it would actually be warm enough for it to to prosper because I think other bacteria might take over um, at that point. Okay. So, but yeah, countertop so yogurt, it, room temperature what yogurt. What is it that you did differently um, with this batch versus the first one that you had done probably a year ago and it was not good at all? Um, I have to say, I think if I remember correctly, the first batch you made was really cheesy, but also bitter. Am I using the right word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually bitter. It's a, yeah, because you get was, sour and bitter confused a lot or mixed up a yeah, lot. But that that is actually was, yes, it was actually kind of bitter. Um, but um, it was super cheesy, but not in a good way. Um, so what did you do differently? Um, this almost has like a slight um, bitterness to it as mm, well. It's lighter. It's it tastes like yogurt. The other stuff did not. Oh yeah, it definitely tastes like cheesy yogurt. Like I'm going to try making cheese from this as a starter as opposed to using a cheese mesophilic starter for like feta cheese or otherwise. Um I'm going to I'm going to try doing that with this because I'm curious about this cheesy. Um, You're going to try to make cheese from a yogurt starter? Culture? Yes, what you can do for certain cheeses. Just trying to get clarification. But yeah, for 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 this one, especially if it's a cheese it takes a mesophilic that would, that would starter. Be a super lighter cheese though. What's that? I wonder if that would be a very light tasting cheese, kind of like. Well, most of like the beginning or... part before you add the rennet, uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's it's. It depends. I mean, some cheeses ferment for longer with the starters beforehand or otherwise, but usually it's only like for like feta cheese, like an hour time that from the time you put oh, in no, the starter. No, I was just mainly asking the taste of it. I wonder what it would taste like. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, but uh, yeah. Again, it's only like an hour versus this is uh, six to twelve hours. Twelve, like uh, this was about ten to twelve hours on that I did this one um, on the countertop. So uh, versus an hour, and then of course those cultures will then continue on once you have them. And and, and uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm just going to give it a try at some point. I don't know exactly when, but we'll follow up with that as well. Um, Isn't it that this yogurt also? Um it's the it's not the one time use. You can keep reusing it from the yogurt you make to make more more yogurts. So um, it's yeah, well, re, it's kind of like a circle. You just keep making more and more from each batch that you make, and it works. Will the culture be there, or will it, or would it eventually? You'd have to buy a new culture for it. Well, if you don't make it for a long period of time, yeah, eventually it's, it, you could kill the culture. It's kind of like a pet. But you can like keep a it alive of, for for ongoing. Yeah, and- just like you can keep sourdough starters alive or a lot of different kind of starters. You can keep them alive, but you can also kill them easy enough. It's not uh, – I mean it, it, there definitely work to keep heirloom varieties of yogurt alive. So why is it that they sell um, – they sell, they sell some – I think two different kinds. Like their traditional yogurt starter, it's a one-time – Use? Uh, yeah, those are what, usually referred to as. Um, yeah, you can get these. Uh, I, I I think you're referring to like some different places. You can get those. Uh, I think you uh, you can get them at like culturesforhealth.com, uh, gemcultures.com. They sell like uh, non freeze dried versions. But what you're talking about right now, specifically like what I started this from, this film milk yogurt is uh, a starter culture that was freeze dried, um, and. Uh, I also, as a side note, looked into ways of like, hey, can I freeze dry things at home so I can, you know, if I ever screw up a culture or let it die out, then I can just start again without having to purchase another one. But um, yeah, I mean, if I want to spend quite a few thousand dollars and and have a decent chunk of equipment to try and freeze, it's not really some a, a hobby type thing to do. I mean, although I did see a DIY type thing, but that was thousands of dollars worth of DIY equipment. So, um, so something I'm probably not going to do. So, but basically you take these, the, these, these freeze dries cultures and then, um, 
what was your question? Because I'm, I'm kind of getting into like how yeah, to make it. You, you tend to do that. Um, I asked what the difference was between the, the culture that you can reuse to make yogurt versus the one that they sell, for example, that, uh, Okay, you can only Di- use once. direct set. It's not that you can only use it once. But it's you just can that use it's it up to three times. You can use it up to three times, made. six times. How? I mean, it's going to be kind of random depending on how why, you treat why it. Why do the cultures not work or survive? Well, or we should probably step back a little bit farther than that because I mean, we won't go into the the history stuff yet. But like, yogurt goes way back. Yeah, and it has traditionally not had the option to be freeze dried, or more importantly, we haven't until more recently in history been able to scientists have been able to separate out specific bacteria and um, by doing that at one point microbiologists scientists they looked at at yogurt and decided that there are two main forms of bacteria that make up yogurt and the yogurt they were looking at was bulgarian uh, yogurt and um, they which is even the flavor that we consume today that's a very traditional common yogurt correct yes yes there's many okay. different kinds of yogurts again we're talking about the film yolk yogurt there's plenty of other kinds that we'll we'll mention well, not but in the US but, so much. but no not necessarily in the u.s in different parts of the world there's different kinds of varieties of yogurt but the one that's kind of nationally known especially through the european union through the united states and uh japan elsewhere is the uh like it, it originated from a sample of bulgarian yogurt and they basically isolated two bacteria out of that and uh let's see if i can remember the uh the the name i mean they've both changed and become more specific but it's um streptococcus thermophilus and the other one is the lactobacillus uh bulgaricus so from bulgarian yogurt bulgaricus that's probably how it all got connected and, and named up that way but so you have those two main yogurts uh, um, yogurt bacteria, and that is what has kind of been considered uh, commercially and nationally in many countries. It's you cannot label a commercial product yogurt unless it has those two bacteria in it. Many other uh, manufacturers add extra uh, bacteria into it as well, but those are the two main ones. And yeah, even the ones I feel like I usually see at least three. Yeah, there's yeah. If you if if you look on a package, and again we're jumping into kind of the topic of like when you're in the store and you're looking at topic. Uh, if you're looking at um, uh, at packaging, you know it's if if you look at the packaging and it says live active cultures, that means that there should supposedly, as long as it's fresh, as no, long as te- I think they have to have. If it says in a package live ac- active culture, it has to um, it has to con- have them and. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. It can't be pasteurized afterwards. Like you can't. Well, there are a few brands I think that do sell yogurt that technically I wouldn't recommend purchasing that isn't actually yogurt because it's. I think they refer to the term as um, post pasteurization process of the yogurt, meaning it kills all the yogurt bacteria. Yet they still. I think um, actually, Yoplait Greek honey yogurt isn't actually a yogurt because it's. They don't have. It doesn't have any active bacteria in it. Well, it says that which, it, you know, it still commercially can be called a yogurt. It, it, with, well, I think in the U.S., yes. Even if it doesn't have, I think some countries actually. I don't know why I've read somewhere, but um, some countries legally 
the yogurt has to actually have active bacteria in order to be called a yogurt in the grocery store. I, yeah, we'll, I, I'll look that up. I yeah, we'll be, follow up with that next time. I and, could and, be wrong, but I'm pretty sure in some in some countries you can't call it a yogurt unless it's active. Yeah, and and a lot of yogurts are relatively Most active. Most of them are. I mean, there are a few companies. Usually, they usually yogurt. state live active cultures yes. if. They're selling them as, as fresh live active cultures. Obviously, you can start out with uh, live active cultures in any product and if packaging or time on the shelf or whatnot is too long, those cultures are going to diminish over time anyway. So the fresher the, uh, the product is, the farther off the expiration date is or – Well, the closer the expiration date is, wouldn't you – Oh. Well, no, you'd want it to be. You'd, but, but again, no, you don't want you do, don't want a product post- that has a long shelf life. I, yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of that balance of um, basically. But you can see on the thing is if it says live active cultures, it has whatever cultures, and it will usually list them. It doesn't always on different. Just look at the ingredients. But That's it doesn't always list thing. what they are, what they are. But yes. Well, even if yeah, just- I mean, a lot of a lot of yogurts also add things like pectin and and other uh, thickening agents, which aren't necessary if you're making yogurt at home. Which is why I recommend making yogurts at home. Well, yeah, because that's uh, that's also how you're going to get the the freshest and well, and um, you can choose how you want it. So basically, how do you make yogurt at home? Um, it, you take milk, and not which could be from many different animals. I mean, I think in the U.S., cows are the most common. Cows, um, yes, you I can. Mean, yeah, if you have uh, access to goat, or, like, sheep, goat, horse, sheep, camel. horse, camel, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're just yeah. gonna repeat everything I said. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I was thinking maybe I'd catch one after you that you didn't have, but then you la- name uh, the camel, and uh, uh, I mean, you can even try to do it with breast milk as well, but it's not gonna it it doesn't have the same uh, thickening <laughs> have agents you tried in this? it. Uh, yeah, I've I've tried making breast milk uh, yogurt, but in doing so, I also added I added half milk and half. Uh, um, half breast milk because it just isn't doesn't have the, that fat content or or uh, or proteins or I, I have to look it up again but, but it, it doesn't it doesn't it make just... anything to thicken it it tartens it, it, it uh, I don't think that's a, a word but it, you know it gets tart um, but it doesn't it doesn't thicken the same way that traditional Bulgarian yogurt does as, as in what you see in the stores uh, now but you t- so basically you take milk now but really milk and culture that's all you need correct. Milk and culture, but you do need a, a quality milk of some sort. You can do it with pretty much any kind of milk, but you're going to get different results. Um, you ideally, um, at least what I've always used is um, like definitely not uh, high heat, ultra pasteurized oh, milk. Well, yeah, okay. Um, because, I mean, that's in order to make longer shelf life products, ultra pasteurized allows milk to be on the shelves for what? 30, 60 plus day. I don't actually know that number off the top of my head, but allows milk to sit for longer. And so then when you do that, um, it pretty much makes it a very sterile product. And even though you do want a sterile product for, or not sterile, but you, you want to not like you want to, you're adding starter culture into the milk. So, I don't think it would necessarily matter that much, but I know cheesemakers in general, the, like home cheesemakers, aren't using ultra pasteurized milk because the consistency um, – and maybe that's from the aging process. So we'll try it sometime. We'll get some really crappy ultra pasteurized milk and, and – uh, uh, But from what I understand though, there really isn't a difference using raw milk and pasteurized milk. No, because um, with raw milk, you're going to want to heat it up especially. you. Uh, OK. So basically a lot of people uh, – basically what you do is you heat the, the yogurt up. And uh, yogurt? You, you, you heat yogurt I'm up? sorry, you, you, you heat the milk up 
um, is is the, the the way that most of the recipes you're going to find on online or, or how tos about how to do it is, you, is you're going to heat the 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 milk up to um, to to pretty much clean out the slate of most of the bacteria that are going to be in the milk. I've generally skipped that step, although it does result in a slightly thinner yogurt. But by doing so, I am not having to warm the milk up to uh, – it's been a long time since I've even done this, but it's like 115 degrees and then – or no, 100 – is it like 180 degrees and then let that cool back down. We'll put put in the show notes uh, a link to you know a, a way to do it. And then you can, or you can try it this, this quicker way, but basically you heat it up, then you got to let it cool back down to like 110, 115 because that's where the bacteria in Bulgarian yogurt or the commercially available yogurts, that's where those, uh, bacteria are going to thrive. That's where that, um, uh, that's where they're going to, you know, make the yogurt thicken. They're going to, they're going to change the proteins, make it thicken, curd a little slightly, and then they're going to, uh, make it so that you can, um, taste that little bit of tartness and um so but so so since i don't i like to skip that that part of heating up and um cooling back down i just take the yogurt as is so and i've even been like really late i'm sorry again milk i take the milk the milk in the uh i've even been so lazy as to you purchase you you generally use just organic whole milk organic whole milk or Although you can use, I mean, you can I don't, use I don't always use organic. Like I'll, I'll like sometimes like use, um, I generally, uh, we're in Wisconsin. It's, uh, easy to get, um, sassy cow creamery is a good one. I have good results with. You can also, if you want to like go or if you have access to raw milk, then you'll probably want to do the heating up because you'll, you, because the bacteria cultures could be a little different. Although, but uh, you, if any, if any of you have uh, fermented, uh, raw yogurt, uh, let, let us know. I mean, because and milk. No, well, uh, made made yogurt from raw milk. Um, let us know if, if if you don't if you skip the heating process and it still works fine. I mean, you just you want to make uh, a happy environment with warming up the milk creates that happy well, no, environment. But what I was for referring the, to are the benefit. The, I guess this is more the nutritional um, aspect of it. But using raw milk versus pasteurized milk doesn't necessarily mean that one is better than the other. Just because really what you're looking at is the culture that you're putting into the milk that's creating the good, healthy bacteria. If I understand this correctly. Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, maybe if it's raw milk, you're going to want to heat it up as far as everything I've read, you're going to want to heat it up because they're, if it when when milk's pasteurized, you're wiping out a lot of the bacteria that are in there. And that's why I generally skip the heating up process because I'm like, well, it's already been um, pasteurized. You don't need to pasteurized. Now, again, it does change the milk proteins. I think that's what it is. Uh, it changes that. So it will thicken slightly different. If you heat it up and then cool it down, it's going to thicken more. But I like drinkable yogurt. I like putting yogurt into smoothies. And um, I don't really care if it's a little thinner. I mean, it still has that thick, like custard quality. It's like um, smooth. Um, it's not like the film yolk that I've made so far, maybe film yolk in general or whatever, however you actually say this Norwegian yogurt that I'm drinking right now. Uh, maybe it's smoother or maybe if I stirred it up, it'd be smoother or shook it up. It'd be, um, well, it's just, it's like, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a little clumpier or whatnot. I don't. I'm bare, I I think that's such okay. Well, I'm I'm being uh, real specific then. I mean, I guess in general, the yogurt that I make uh, from like Bulgarian yogurt will still say, but commercially available yogurt is a little bit thicker. Now, some people, um, when basically what you do is you you get either heat it up, let it cool down, and then 110 to 115 degrees, you add the culture in. 
Now, again, my quick lazy way to do it is just add the culture in a room, um, temperature, milk. A room temperature milk. And then I, um, uh, but, uh, and then heat it up to that temperature, um, to 110, uh, 112. I think I'm, I'm, uh, using 113 right now as my, uh, as my, temperature for the current milk, uh, milk and yogurt culture that I'm using. But basically what you're doing is you need to keep it at that 110 to 115 degree Fahrenheit. We're talking Fahrenheit here. Um, sorry, I don't have the calculation off the top of my head for you Celsius people, but, um, basically you, you have to keep it at that period for, um, some people do it as like little as four hours. I'm lactose intolerant. So I definitely go at least eight hours to, is also so beautiful about yogurt. Many lactose intolerant people can drink it just because it's it's out of the- easier to digest because the bacteria in the yogurt starter culture are going to well yogurt in general is much healthier than milk. Oh in, really? In nutritional benefits? Are you yeah. are you uh, willing to make that claim? I don't know. We might might hear otherwise. No, um, I mean, I, well, I'm I can't say I'm a hundred percent certain as to why, but yeah, I mean, I've I've I'm. Sorry. Intuitively, you feel like that's the case. No, from well, I mean, I suppose yes. I'm not a, a I guess, what would you call me? Um, you're a you're not an expert. Uh, yes, you're. Um, but you're not giving nutritional uh, advice. No, no, but I mean, from from the readings I've done, I mean, they've I've read multiple times or on multiple occasions that they say milk is milk lacks the nutritional benefits that yogurt has. I mean, if you think about it, though, it, it does make sense, too. I mean, all the active live bacteria that's in yogurt, milk doesn't have it. Um, unless it's raw, which, which you're going to get a lot of bacteria in. But it's different. It's very controversial, and that's a whole other topic. Which we'll get um, into at some point. Probably, yes. But um, so, yeah. And then that's what's so beautiful about it. You can consume yogurt unless, you know, once. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't think yogurt that's the case is beautiful. For, obviously, it's me, not yes. the case for every lactose intolerant person. I, I think I'm sure there are people out there that can't even consume yogurt or any kind of dairy product. Well, but, and but, and yeah, I mean, it probably matters like how much. Uh, I mean, you can consume lactose. cheese, but you you are you have a real cheeses. I can I can consume cheeses that have been uh, that that have again gone through the fermentation process. Quick cheeses, or I, I can't think of the proper term off the top of my head, but cheeses that are are like farmer's cheese, farmer's cheese made with uh, vinegar or or any of those that are made with uh, citric acid that don't actually ferment. um, And they're, they curd by other chemical means. Those ones, uh, none of the lactose has been eaten. So, I mean, I'm not like horribly lactose intolerant. So like I can take a, I I may not be able to digest the lactose, but I'm not going to necessarily uh, be, be hurt. Um, or get explosive diarrhea from it, but like I will definitely get that if I eat like if I drink a whole bunch of milk. Um, I also found when I was in Southeast Asia um, many years back that I don't know I feel like their 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 stuff was a little bit milder and um, like not fermented as much. I don't know. I didn't. But it's just like it didn't taste tart at all. Like even plain yogurts didn't taste tart. So like I don't know. Maybe they were fermented for really short periods of time, which. In general, doesn't make a whole lot of because aren't they? Isn't and people in Southeast Asia, as far as I've heard, I are don't know mainly lactose intolerant. Well, yeah, they don't. Well, there's not the same historical tradition of consuming, um, dairy. consuming dairy and and having um, having that. So, so yes, there are definitely more people. Obviously, there's there's plenty of people that are lactose intolerant in all different parts of the world, and plenty of people that can handle um, 
uh, lactose just fine. It's um, the enzyme in the gut is either there or it's not. Maybe I got a few of the enzyme. It's not balanced out um, uh, or, or whatnot. Um, some of the bacteria that create the enzyme. But basically, yes, so by fermenting it, yogurt, I go for at least eight to 12 hours. I've sometimes gone as much as 24 hours. It definitely makes it very tart. But sometimes adding that to a smoothie um, tastes very good. Like one time, like I mean, for, for a week, I was would making say, smoothies. Would you say fermenting a longer makes for better nutritional value mm, i would not be one to uh oh, be able to state curious. that or not um eh, you'd have more lactic acid i mean oh, okay. that's where the tartness is coming from i don't know what other benefits there would be of that like i don't think it's necessarily something of more is better necessarily um but uh it's good if i mean it's good to at least know that's a possibility if you ever want like a really nice tartness to something because uh i was making smoothies at one point and i was adding a little lemon juice for a week and i thought it was the lemon juice that was giving me this nice tartness but then i stopped adding the lemon juice for a day and realized oh no it's the same amount of tartness i wasn't even noticing that lemon juice because it was the yogurt that i had made from it which i hadn't tried plain yet um was uh was what was giving all that nice tartness so you can always experiment with things i wouldn't recommend necessarily doing that um going for 24 hours and then using that as the same starter culture but you can you know like do offshoots of things because again um your starter culture once you like basically what you add in to um i think a quart of yogurt again we'll have like some how-to stuffs in there for a, a quart of yogurt um, because i kind of like don't do my stuff necessarily completely precise for measurements um but a quart of yogurt take about two tablespoons of starter culture and what starter culture is is just pre-made yogurt and now that leads us back to what you were talking about like why are some yogurts starters called direct set starters and why are some of them heirloom um, varieties and again terms might be slightly different depending on where you're shopping or or looking but um, um, but basically you're you're going to get um, with the direct set starter it's again mainly or uh, again Direct set or commercial. If you get the commercial um, yogurt, like uh, Danone or um, what's the other other one that I've used before? Stonefield. I've used Stony uh, Stonefield. Stonefield. I don't know what I think. Um, And I've also used uh, Organic Valley. Um, They have a nice pourable uh, yogurt, drinkable yogurt. I like their mixture of bacteria. But all of these things. Um, at least I, I can't claim specifically for all of these uh, these companies, but in general, commercially, it, it makes sense to use a direct set culture. So basically, most manufacturers, uh, when they are making yogurt, they're using a direct set starter culture, meaning they're probably using the freeze-dried starter culture so that they have repeatable results every single time. And so they're starting with the same bacteria every time. And most likely, those bacteria... Again, I don't know proprietary reasons what different places are using for sure, but this is how it is commercially and in any of the uh, commercial production literature that I've looked at. It's that you start with starter cult- direct set starter cultures, freeze-dry starter cultures with very specific uh, blend of bacteria. Not, with, on the other hand, the consistency purposes, correct? Mainly. Consistency, consistency yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not consistency as in, uh, well, I mean, it would be consistency of the yogurt um, as well, like the smoothness well, and everything. Too. Like everything about it, they want to be have repeatable results. And, um, and so un, it, unlike Bulgarian yogurt or any of these other varieties, 
it's not that they've for hundreds of years been the bacteria in these communities of cultures have been um, continually growing and changing slightly in in new batches of milk being uh, being passed down from generation and, and, and in families and communities passing these things down that is like a a bacteria community that has been you know working together shifting with changing environments um, you know as it travels around the world it's it's shifted and done that together and and so in in those are kind of made to be able to be continually passed down from one yogurt to the next. Whereas the direct sets really are made for that one time use. Now, like you said, you can use those two or three times. I've used them as much as six to 12 times, but they generally get the, you don't get the time started. Yeah. You don't get what you started with. And most people would not consider it yogurt. And, um, because it just doesn't taste the same, either it's very sour or it, you know, it gets very thin or, you know, whatever it, any, it could go in any direction, depending on your situation, what the temperature and environment are. Um, but basically, um, when microbiologists, scientists are splitting off specific bacteria and then those, those bacteria are freeze dried, put into direct set starter cultures, you put those into the milk. They're not those communities that have, you know, lasted for hundreds, if not thousands of years in one form or another altering over time. So, so they're going to kind of over there, they'll do what they're supposed to do very well the first time, maybe even the second time. Um, because again, just take two tablespoons out of your next batch of milk and put it into the next fresh milk or yogurt, put it in the milk. What causes it to not recreate it's probably things that are either not understood or aren't necessary for commercial production of yogurt. Again, they're doing it so they can but have repeatable how is it results. That some cultures are okay to repeat the use of and some because are, again, they're the, the heirloom. They're the heirloom cultures, the ones so that have been going on for hundreds so, of years. Okay. Because there's more bacteria than just the two. There's more so, bacteria okay. than just the five. So it's just but those, the, the like most direct set cultures, are going to be two to five, maybe ten. I haven't seen ten before, but you know, they're not going to be that many cultures. Whereas there could be hundreds of subspecies of different bacterium. Um, you know, or, or or who knows what the the that ecosystem inside that starter. The inside that yogurt is because again, yogurt is a starter in itself. So it's not like it's really separated. It's only separated in the way we talk about it. But all we're talking about is taking like two tablespoons to put in the new quart of milk, um, or when like I'm doing a, a gallon, I I you know do um, do a little bit more. So, but basically, um, back to like the keeping the temperature of these things. Since we've kind of separated the differences between these, when you're keeping the temperature at 110 to 115 degrees, I keep it right at 113. Um, there's many different ways you can do it. You're basically getting an incubator, um, and you're incubating that temperature. You can do it electronically, or you can do it in uh, many different forms. Like you can put it in, like I know when I first started doing it, um, like I was, I was following, um, Sander Katz method that was in the wild fermentation book, uh, which, you know, if you, if you haven't read, it's definitely worth, uh, worth, um, checking worth out. checking out or his new book, um, the art of fermentation, um, uh, or any of his books actually, <laughs> or, or, with fermentation. or his one other book that, that, that doesn't, yeah. I mean, the, uh, the revolution will not be microwaved. It's also a good book, but, um, but anyway, basically, um, uh, he, uh, his method in, in one of the methods in the book is basically taking a, a, a cooler, like a lunch, 
cooler or, or, or larger and, um, uh, and putting, uh, hot water bottles, filling water bottles with hot water and then putting those in there and then putting your quart mason jars or is what I was using back then and put those in there, um, so that you can then, uh, it will basically stay at the kind of temperature it needs to. If you have your, it's in a cooler. Yeah, it's in a cooler. Um, and as long as you don't have the water in the, the bottles too hot, like a little bit of it's going to transfer over and make the, the outer edges of the cord a little bit hotter. But in general, it's a really quick, dirty way to, to make yogurt. You can also do things like if, uh, you have a wood burning stove, put it near closer to the wood burning stove, but make sure you don't put it too close. If you have a kind of consistent, um, roughly consistent over, you know, it just has to be a warmer place. General, uh, I mean, before electricity, before all different kinds of things, people were make, keeping this yogurt going. So, uh, and it's um, basically possible to do <laughs> do with very low tech means. I personally, um, well, also, you know, I wasn't trying low tech means when I was uh, with any heirloom varieties, though. So maybe that would make a difference too. I was because I was just taking like Dannon yogurt or organic valley yogurt and using that two tablespoons of that in my quartz uh, jars, um, you know, or or like it's almost almost a cup for uh, for. So basically, for you're saying yogurt is not difficult to make. It's simple, easy for the most part. Yeah, but you, you can make it as complicated technical. as you exactly. as you want, and there, so you can find things on like Amazon.com but or any kind of store. Any of you that are just wanting to try it for the first time, yeah, you can not, also if you have a pilot light in your oven, you can just put it in your oven. Um, so and you know, it's good to have a thermometer of some sort so you can kind of just check and see like what is the temperature where I'm thinking of putting. But if this. you don't have it, just go for it. Just try it. Just just try it, and and if it, um, you basically just want to keep it still. It's a really rewarding experience, but also. It's way cheaper than buying it at the store. Yeah, cheaper's good, and it's really something that doesn't take a whole lot of time, especially if you do the the, the quick and dirty way of just taking pasteurized milk and adding the proper amount of starter culture. And then this is the only key. The way that I do it, the reason why it's like quick and dirty is um, not dirty. It's very clean, but um, <laughs> is because I use I actually uh, built a little box. Um, it's basically like a, a fancy cooler wood box, basically with styrofoam insulation on the insides of it with a light bulb in it. And I use a um, Johnson's controller thermostat temperature gauge. So it has a little temperature probe in it. And then it uh, keeps the temperature range within – it can do 0.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but I just have it, I think, within one or two degrees. So it basically keeps it between 110 and 113 or 100, like right around there. So basically, I'm keeping a very consistent temperature and I've adjusted that higher or lower and it does but create different you results. Out, you started out not using any of that. Definitely. I just, just put it in the thermos, like I said. Worked. And before I made the box, fancy box or whatnot, I just took one of those cheap, like $2.50 um, styrofoam coolers and put a hole in the top, screwed a, a light bulb. And a, a like one of those so portable light bulbs. Yeah, and then but I still was using the um, the fancy schmancy Johnson's controller to measure that temperature. Can be purchased on Amazon. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, I mean, it's not directly through Amazon; it's like through a third party. But I mean, if if you really want consistency. Also, it's great because basically once I have that incubator, I can use it for many different things. Like I used it for um, taking the freeze-dried cultures of these heirloom varieties, the film yolk yogurt, the mezzoni yogurt. Um, and again, sorry if I'm mispronouncing these okay, cultural Okay, stop apologizing. Heritage. I think um, we get it. Uh, but uh, 
But basically, I took those just since it was it's it's winter time right now, and I wanted to make sure that I was starting off those freeze dried cultures since they've been in the refrigerator for a long time, and uh, and uh, they had. Uh, I didn't know if they were still any good. Um, I wanted to make sure that they were at the proper temperature that they needed. So basically, I put those in the incubator at uh, 73 degrees, I think is what I put them at, so that just to make sure that they were going to brew right, and they did. Um, so that's the nice thing about having a fancy ther- um, thermometer. I mean, you could do like a PID controller, or you can do an Arduino-controlled thing if you want to get all geeky about it, and uh, eventually I'll put some notes about that. Like you, there's, there's someone that like made one connected a Arduino controller. Um, What's to, an Arduino for people? Uh, it's a, just a, it's a easily programmable microcontroller that you can um, program yourself, program and connect like a temperature probe. You can connect all kinds of things. You can make okay. um, robots do all kinds of crazy things. Have your toilet twit, uh, send a Twitter message every time it flushes, whatever you want. Like there's all kinds of things you can do with it, but there's a, there was a make article on it. Uh, make magazine, um, feature at least. Has anyone ever done that? What? Made it so that it tweets every time someone flushes a toilet. Arduinos? Uh, not, this has nothing to do with yogurt, but no. yes. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find that project online. Yeah. Search for, for just Arduino. A-R-D-U-I-N-O. I don't think I pronounced that right, but look in the show notes. We'll send you some links on, on, on what that on 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 that but basically you could take a cr- an old crock pot one that just turns on and off and connect that up to an arduino or or the johnson's controller that i use and you know just put it in in the pour your yogurt right in don't even need jars just pour it right into the crock and it will heat it up to the hot temperature cool it down to the other temperature that's another simple way to just there's nice things about technology that make it super simple you can also just go to uh amazon or different places and get uh, a yogurt maker or there's other yogurt makers that are fancy thermoses um like the yogu yog yog therm or something like that. There's all kinds of different ways that you can make yogurt. Basically, just if you search around, you can find all different kinds of of ways and and pros and cons. I really like the way that I do it, just because um, I like that extra control and the ability that it allows me to ferment other things that might benefit from a specific temperature, especially thermophilic things, which well, is why we culture. And then you know how temperature can affect the consistency of. If you want to experiment. Yeah, because there, there's definitely differences. And again, once I'm, I start experimenting more with some different heirloom varieties like the Bulgarian heirloom variety that I'm going to order soon and, and I'll try that one out um, and see maybe a more lackadaisical approach to it will be easier. Like just throw it in a warm place and be done and not need electricity. All of the electricity it takes, so that light bulb turns on often enough, but not that often. And it's like a 40, 60 watt. I think it's, I, I put a, uh, a, no, it's a 75 watt bulb in there. It'd be as I have a slightly larger enclosure now because I can ferment more at the same time. So 75 watt bulb turning on and off every so often. And I mean, I couldn't, calculate the amount of electricity i'm using right off the top of my head but ever since i started using it it never really changed the electricity bill that much so i i I don't think it uses that much electricity but still if you want to be as simple as possible put it in a warm place put it in a uh, oven with the pilot light um some people will go and turn on their oven really uh like low and then like turn it off every once in a while just to keep the temperature right but that seems like a time intensive approach um yogurt's supposed to be simple easy i mean for the people that are doing like four hour incubations that's definitely definitely doable. doable Um, but did we mention that this podcast or this episode was about yogurt? If not, yeah, if you didn't catch on yet, uh, this episode of firm up the ferment fermented podcast, uh, (laughs) with, uh, your hosts, Daniela and Brandon. Um, if you didn't catch into that, yeah, we're talking about yogurt today. Um, (laughs) 
And, and you're listening to Firm Up. Um, but again, it's a podcast, so we're not recording this live. So I'm assuming you know what you're listening to. If uh, And you probably already saw that this is about yogurt too. But yeah. Um, um, I was just thinking, I think I looked the other day on Culturist for Health website, and they do have 10 different starters for yogurts so you can experiment and gem cultures has like three or four but um, well i was gonna say the thing that i really like about um cultures for health is that they have a chart which tells you kind of the flavor of the yogurt gives you a background in each in each starter um so that you can you know it's just it's kind of you kind of know what you get before you purchase it i mean of course i think it'd be interesting to try them all and, and compare but yeah, I mean, it, the, yeah, I, I like Cultures for Health for a lot of the fermenting um, supplies and different things like that. I mean, um, and, but- and that's why I, I encourage home homemade yogurts because, I mean, at the store you really only get, like, I mean, the, the common ones are, you know, the Greek and, and the typical fruit, um, mm-hmm. like the Swiss one. But you don't, you don't get all of these other um, varieties that, you know, do taste different, like this cheese one that we're drinking this evening. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, again, again, if, uh, if you've never made yogurt before, just go out, get, uh, the most consistent that you can find anywhere is Dannon plain yogurt. It can be low fat. Um, and it's going to have some pectin in it, but that's not going to affect anything. Um, just, and I would, and I would stay away. I mean, I personally would just stay away from all the the crazy flavors of yogurt. Oh, no, no, no. You definitely don't want any flavors for your starter culture. I'm talking about even just general consuming. I mean, if yogurt is just so good on its own that I just, and even everyone has their different draws to yogurt. I love, I I mean, I enjoy vanilla. Yeah. You eat, you can down some vanilla yogurt. I'm talking about like the intense stuff that has way too much stuff in it. I mean, at that point it's like, I question, I don't even know how much of that. Well, if you like the stuff with a lot of stuff in it, if more, you know, like the benefits of it is just, it's so good on its own or even some flavoring, uh, definitely like strawberry, vanilla, simple things, but anything that's, you like have to give those flavors. Crazy. Some- I mean, I think I, I mean, I remember actually, I think my mom likes this, which I don't know why, but it's the, I call it the fluffy yogurt. I think it's your plate again, actually, but whipped yogurt, like that, whipped yogurt. Yeah. I mean, it's like, is that really yogurt? Like I want to look into that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you make, just whip it. They or- make, but no, they, they make some crazy flavors. Like, a gingerbread flavor. I'm totally well. Yeah, just add some ingredients. Um, you no, basically some, these, of, some of those yogurts really look at the ingredients. If you're just going to go buy, if them you're at looking the store. at the ingredients here, if there's a bunch of junk in it, um, if you like those kind of flavors, because again, you have to give the commercial the fl- yogurts. No, no, the flavors are fine with just ingredients. I mean, some of the ones that are too crazy, there there's really not that much sugar. You think it. it's crowding out the bacteria and all the probiotics well, it is, and everything? And, I mean, it. and everything that's added to it to keep it. Um, to, I mean, longer shelf life everything else in it i mean it's just it, this is especially for someone who wants to consume yogurt for health benefits um i think I, I think yogurt now is like a popular thing to lose weight if you're trying to lose weight i i mean some of those are just not even just don't go there yeah i mean yeah i mean we don't we don't know for sure we haven't looked into it uh, a whole lot or done any tests but but yeah i mean it's um if you like gingerbread yogurt or any of those other crazy flavors out there um just figure out a recipe and make it yourself at home and you can um add some things in the beginning again i i honestly have no experience with uh flavoring yogurt i've always just loved plain well, yogurt vanilla is easy i mean but i um i know some people will add it before um 
like when they add the starter culture, you add it in. What do they um, add in? But otherwise, like add in your flavor. flavorings afterwards or ingredients afterwards and mix it in. Um, you know, just kind of like some people buy plain yogurt from the store and mix in fresh fruit and different well, things like that. that's the best way. You know, uh, yeah. In your, my opinion. Yes, your opinion. But you have to give some credit to the commercial uh, yogurt oh, industry so or whatnot. There, there is no, because it's the flavored there. yogurts that really made it popular in the United States. That's um, true. That's very true. I mean, because in Croatia... You don't see a lot of flavor yogurt. Yeah, you see rows and rows of, of plain, plain. And you see kefir, all kinds of other yogurts. Um, ke- I mean, kefir, kefir, acidophilus uh, milk. I mean, all kinds of those tart fermented milks. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, it'd be really interesting to just visit some of the other countries where, you know, they make yogurt from some animals that you know we don't eat because here we mainly make yogurt from cow's milk mm-hmm. um but i mean internationally that's the number one it, it, uh form a, that yogurt takes not international no, commercially yes it is well maybe commercially but i mean yeah, there no, are some the, countries where it's strictly you know like camel's milk i mean because of like traditionally Egypt, but Egypt or, with world um i guess trade, with, the, I mean, with the globalization like, and bovine stuff, but, bovine milk is the cow's milk is the the main um yogurt that is manufactured but for me it would just be i I would love to visit some other countries and just see what they have yeah let's take a field trip sometime let's just uh we'll 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 do the the podcast on location even for me i mean i mean yes i i am from croatia originally but i moved here when i was you know 12 years old so going back and just not really thinking about you know it's like looking at the shelves there it was eye-opening to be like oh wow it's just mainly plain yogurt. Where it's so different from here. I mean, here you. I feel like I mainly see flavored yogurts, and it it, it it's like here. You know, I, I'm just not going to go there. You're not going to. Are you are you dissing? No. The- no, I just. It's like here they have to make it pretty. I feel like in order for people to be interested in, you know, where it's just it's intriguing. Pretty as in pretty to the taste buds. It, well, yeah. Or you mean the colorful packaging. But both, but you prefer mainly, plain, boring packaging. No, no, I'm talking. About, I'm not talking about the actual packaging. Mainly, minimalist I'm packaging. I'm referring to the. It was actual, kind of minimalist over over there for a lot of things. Although, uh, I'm not. I don't really care about the packaging, but yes, that's one of the. I'm talking about the actual ingredient itself. Yeah, you got to make it pretty for the tongue. It's so good though. Plain or or flavored. I mean, some flavor, but plain. I mean, it's yeah, you just do delicious. like your vanilla yogurt. But I do love this yogurt too, though. It's just plain. Oh yeah, it tastes great. It's great. I mean, it, it, it depends on like um, dessert versus otherwise. I mean, well, yeah. You know, the, the great thing about plain yogurt is you can do all kinds of things, savory dishes. I've just been uh, reading some, or not just reading, but actually making some some recipes from the uh, the book of yogurt um, by Sonia Uvzian. <laughs> I apologize for the pronunciation. Pronunciation. I, I, I realize I read things and, and um, don't even think about how they would actually be pronounced out loud. But it's the International Collection of Recipes on Yogurt. And there's a lot of savory recipes. Uh, most of the things in the book are savory recipes because parts of the world, uh, the Middle East and, uh, you know, the parts of, uh, you know, consumed Russia, Europe, everywhere, it's uh, it's not consumed as a dessert. Uh, well, it's, no, but there are some places that really it's like popular to – have it as a dessert or an appetizer. Well, that's or, yeah. No, mainly the United States is like that's the main thing. But other countries, it's well, really no, but it's added other, into it's savory. It's yes, like yes, it's yes, the savory, yes, not I the think sweet. Other countries that, that we were said it's a dessert. I don't think it's the same as an America type of dessert. 
it's probably. I mean, I've, I don't okay, even know well, where, but I've had some some sweet yogurts. I mean, it's it's a, it's a plant. It's a. I feel like it's just yogurt with some sugar added in it, but it was then made into a dessert. I can I don't know where it's. But. Okay, but yeah, but base, basically, yes, yeah, sure. There might be milder versions of of sweetness. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of sweet things in um, recipes. That I always cut the sugar in like half usually because. Which cookies are too sweet nuts. or different things like that. But, um, because your but, cookies are like granola bars. But, uh, but yeah, but basically, um, a lot of cooking is done. I have made some great soups from this, uh, the, uh, the yogurt book, the book of yogurt. Um, I've made, uh, some, well, I made one that wasn't, wasn't so good, but that was my fault because I added way too I've much. I tried it. It was delicious. Uh, it, it, it was the first bite was intriguing. And that, well, you also. <laughs> I, I mixed up the dill was supposed to be um, mixed into the soup with only a tablespoon in the meatballs. And I put it the other way around and put four tablespoons in the meatballs and one tablespoon in the soup. So the meatball uh, biting into the meatballs were just bleh, just like it was just way too much dill. I actually liked it. Uh, it. It took getting used to it. But once I. Yeah, it was like eating grass, though. No, it wasn't. It was like it was well, like. Yes, you did mess up. The, the the dill yeah dill, the, but the, even with that you just break the meatballs into little pieces and then the soup but it was it was a good soup actually yes yes yeah, it was very much you could I mean just looking at or trying it, it's like oh this is definitely not an American I mean it's very the flavors were different it's, it's in, definitely in, a d- you know, different and, and that's where yeah some of our our cultural understanding of taste is definitely learned. I mean it's like funky cheeses or or wine or different things coffee I mean learned. Um, these are tastes that grow on people. Oh, a lot definitely. of fermented I mean, things. My, my parents drink horrible Turkish coffee, in my opinion. Okay, well, yeah. Then there's even like bad tastes oh, that uh, people have become accustomed they, to yeah, uh, and desensitized to. But generally, I'm thinking more with fermented foods, like the great tastes of things. So, yeah, fermented- so like if if you've only had yogurt that's sugar and sweet, I mean, try some plain try yogurt. Some plain. Even if even if even if you uh, uh, don't want to make it yourself, it's just like just try something. Oh my gosh, it's uh, you know it may be kind of too tart at first, but in general, it's like I get store bought yogurt and I'm like, this isn't very tart. I, I guess I make it tarter. Don't go with Greek. Try something. Why? What's wrong with Greek? Oh no no, just if if you're transitioning, trying a plain, you know, Greek is a little. I feel like more intense. I don't think it's more intense. I think it, it's a different it, texture. So it, maybe it coats your tongue differently. And, you feel it on your palate differently. I don't know, but I I mean yeah, it, it's just you know. It's. I think it is a little different. Okay. Well, there you go. There you have it from Daniela. Yeah. That that Greek yogurt is a little different. If you've never tried <laughs> uh, plain yogurt, don't start with the um, with the Greek. Greek. Yeah. Uh, nothing against Greek yogurt, oh, and I would great. I would just actually I would recommend that as is a good place to start. But yes. Why would you recommend that? I just to oppose oppose you a little <laughs> of bit, of course, but, um, uh, and not to leave the Greeks out. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, like basically uh, the difference, uh, like we mentioned with with Greek yogurt, is it's thicker because it has less whey in it, but it's still yogurt. It's still it's still the same thing. And like then you can actually beyond Greek yogurt, if you let that yogurt drain even more whey out of it, uh, whey is uh, the liquid being separated um, from the curd in milk. In uh, in milk, and uh, you know you can use whey for all kinds of things. You can feed your pigs with it or um put you know, it in smoothies if you're in an urban environment like uh yeah put, i put it in smoothies or you can cook it down to my soap which is a whey uh whey cheese um uh that's 
kind of weird tasting, but I may not have made it quite right. I've never tried it. It's another Norwegian thing, film yo- yogurt, miso. Um, I think they're, it's, it's Norwegian as well. And again, I know I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but, um, but yeah, it's a way to condense it down. I mean, whey protein, put in protein shakes. I mean, people, people use whey for all kinds of things. And, and the industry is actually the, the yogurt industry, uh, dairy industry is getting better at, um, at, um, at using that byproduct because generally it was just flushed down as waste. So let me ask you, what uh, I guess you've done all this talk about yogurt and how it's made and some of its background. Yeah. What do you? What? How do you prefer to eat yogurt? What kind of yogurt do you prefer to eat? I I, I, I like all yogurts. Really, you don't have preference. And I like cooking with. Like, I mean, is drinkable? Do you prefer more drinkable? Yeah, like I said earlier, like drinkable you, yogurt. I like drinkable yogurt. I like. Well, and like, how do you like to eat it? Plain for the most part. Um. Yeah, I'd like to take a cup of it, like this film milk yogurt, just like drinking some of it, um, or eating it. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, sometimes it's, it's it's nice with breakfast, or it's nice in a smoothie, or uh, you know, it's it's nice in a soup. It's it's nice. It's nice all around. It's just it's one of those things that it's just a, it's a great way if. Not even we didn't even have time to get into like all the probiotic stuff, but it's like if you're trying to add more fermented foods to a diet and you have nothing against dairy products, um, then uh, it's a great way to get more probiotic things. I mean, I don't really do it for the health, but I know that it's probably beneficial in that sense. I mean, I, you know, and 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 like you were saying, it's that transformative property of fermentation that creates milk. Uh, you know, something that's even more digestible. Um, probably more nutritious and um they also make soy yogurt though that's a new thing i haven't tried yeah but well we'll get into soy at some point and talk about it's fermented it's It's not fermented long enough it's not as digestible even in a yogurt form um i will have to look that up and 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 we'll follow up with a future episode we'll do it on soy because there's all kinds of things with soy with miso natto we should uh, start a list of the things that we need to follow up on yeah yeah well yes we'll 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 definitely follow up with every single thing we say we're going to follow up with within the next episode uh that's that's the goal but yes we'll see about really that. I, I don't think you should have said that no i mean i, I feel was... like the next episode should be a follow-up episode um, it, it might be, but people might get sick of, of, of hearing yogurt. about yogurt. But, uh, if you have any questions about, about yogurt, um, you know, just trying to think as, as we're, as we're wrapping up here, um, like, uh, is there anything else that, that we were going to cover that we went on too long of tangents about, uh, other things? No, I mean, you, okay. Uh, well, just I basically mean, some overall, of the, I, I mean, I think we were just trying to, well, I, I'm hoping what we got out of this episode is, you know, it's good for you, you know? It's really simple to make to start out. If someone who hasn't started to start with, I mean, just you milk a culture and some heat. Yeah. Really, really but, simple. Well, before before um, we, before we like like just refresh everything that, that that we've gone over. The one other thing that we I really we, we hinted at the beginning that I wanted to to make that sure you were we, all over the place with that, that, were, that yeah that I want to make sure that we got to was um, you know different kinds of yogurts um again heirloom varieties if you want to start experimenting with different flavors than what you can get from going commercially um which is another great reason to ferment things at home because there are things that you can't easily get uh, maybe in some specialty stores you can so much cheaper again yes you're 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 the cheap yes you can you can raise the cheap flag it's crazy 
Yes, taking a gallon of even or like organic yogurt versus a gallon of organic milk, um, or even like if you you know have a source for raw milk or however you want to do it, it's still so much cheaper than. I mean, and you like, can do this. For, I mean, if you have goats, goat milk. I mean, try it with any. Yeah, I'd any love milk. to like have Honestly, some goats and start milk. milking milking hey, those. And- even horses, horse milk. I have never tried it, but I think is that is that mare is mare's milk is that is that is that is that what that. I'm asking the wrong person. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, mare's milk. I think, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's let's, um, yeah. We'll have a, a a firm up goat maybe someday, and we'll start or, milking it. Or anyone it and, who, yeah. But but basically, yes. There's different different heirloom varieties of yogurt, and so some of those um, we're going to definitely not list them all. But uh, you know, like the the film milk yogurt. Matsoni is another yogurt. That one's an, another mild little custardy kind of one. It's another mesophilic. It's, it's yeah. It's another one that can be just put on the countertop. You don't need to incubate it. Um, just that seven room temperature, um, seventy five is great uh, Fahrenheit temperature. And uh, it's, I'd also say it has a slight cheese flavor, but it's it's going to uh, it's still good. Uh, what's another one? Uh, oh, Vili. Um, is one that one's the, like one that's a little slimy? Um, yeah, I'm not, not, so, maybe I'm not that's so not big a problem. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll try it, uh, in, and, uh, these are, I'm going to try some different heirloom ones that I haven't necessarily tried before because I've pretty much stayed pretty traditional, um, so far with, with yogurts, uh, especially after venturing out like a year ago to these, um, these other ones that didn't Making turn them out so well. And then just putting a stop. Yeah, on it definitely. If you ferment something, anything, be it yogurt or otherwise, and it's not necessarily your cup of tea or chance. what, however you want to say that. Um, yeah, give it a second chance. Um, you know, it's the same way with cheese, uh, trying a cheese. And if it's like absolutely disgusting smelling, Although, like some brick there cheese are some that, that are we just tried, um, it was Definitely something that was, even though it smelled a little bit like Ooh, sauerkraut. Is this a good transition to our next topic, cheese? I think cheese is going to be like a multi-session <laughs> topic, and 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 we'll put that one off for a little while. So we'll we'll get we'll keep with the ones that are like not necessarily simpler to do at home, but like you know just uh, quicker to do at home. Less less stuff you need to understand before you know. Wait, you can make feta. That's not okay. That yes, there are some simple Ooh, cheeses. We can have a feta session. That'd be interesting. We, yes, we'll do a what podcast we, all on yeah, feta. Yeah, what would we talk about? Salt. Yeah, well, we'll do oh, a podcast yeah. on salt too. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of things we're gonna we're we're going to cover. Um, but basically, yes. So, pima is another yogurt. Um, uh, I can't think of any of the other ones off the top of my head, but uh, but we'll we'll put well, some links in the show notes for for variant. some different heirloom varieties of yogurt that you can try if you're ready to branch out. Again, if you've never done this before, sure, if you have access like a, a local uh, co-op or store or something where you can get um, heirloom varieties of starter cultures, they're going to come freeze dried most likely. You can get them as fresh like gem cultures and whatnot. Um, but you can you're you're going to get them as freeze dried. But those are ones that are still going to work a long time. The thing you don't want are direct set yogurts if you're planning to use it continually and be able to have a yogurt that you can pass down to your grandchildren. Or if you just want to experiment with, and find out what yogurt you truly enjoy drinking, buy a direct set and just see which. I mean, well, you're not going to get you're not going to get heirloom varieties if you if you're going to go the direct set route. I say skip the freeze dry, just go straight to the store, store and get Dannon. That's true, because right. that's something that no matter where you're at, you can probably get uh, wherever you are. If you're in the United States, you can get Dannon yogurt. And if if um, like what's the what's the major brand in in it sounds like Dannon might even be the same international company. Oh, I don't know, D- I, yeah. Danisco or no? That's a that's Dan's, no. I, I think I know 
from? I don't know. We have to look that up. Yeah, I, I was like, is that owned by Dan? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know all these international brands we'll or whatnot. Up. But uh, but yeah. So basically, just as long as it has live active cultures in the ingredient list, then give it a try. If you're want to branch so out, go with the airlines. Try making a flavored yogurt. Do you think? I would not like recommend vanilla. it. No, I'm curious. Oh, we should try that just for fun. Just to see if like that's let's, all let's someone has access to, which it's not. No, you no, can no, always no, no. find plain just, yogurt. No, not for that reason. Let's let's buy vanilla flavor at the store. It's not going to make vanilla yogurt. We'll say that much. It's not like it's a vanilla bacteria that no, makes it vanilla. No, I know, no, but we should try just to see what that turns into. That'd be interesting. Well, it would if if it has enough live active cultures, which I don't know if the sugars would affect that in the shelf life. I think it would affect the cultures in there and you're not necessarily going to even if there are live active cultures in it, I don't know if it's going to do the same exact thing. It'd be a good experiment to see I I mean a, a quasi experiment to see if if uh if these different brands that promote the probiotic and live active cultures, how live they actually are, because you are going to have hit or miss things with different things. Just generally, especially on the internet, a lot of people will say Dan and yogurt is a good one to start with just because they say live active cultures and they, well, I, and you've tested it. I've tested, well, I, well, anecdotally, yes, I can say that it's, it's, it's worked for me every time I've tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just get, get the, 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 Freshest you can, the the one with the farthest off uh, expiration date. Like dig through there and find the find the Why good Why the ones. farthest off? Farthest off because it's the farthest. It's going to expire the latest. Oh, you mean? Oh, that kind of fresh. I thought you meant like okay. No, you want the you want the most recently made, the least old. And uh, we're right about at an hour, so we're uh, about out of time. Um, we've got some things to follow up on in the yogurt. If you have any questions about yogurt, um, where, or if we forget where, to where up, can they, uh, where can they reach us at? www.firmup.com. You can go to the website, uh, and find our con- contact information at firmup.com. If you'd How like you that's F E R M U P.com. And that's firm as in fermentation or fermented, um, as in, firm up the fermented podcast and uh that's that's what you've been listening to you can also if you just want a direct way you can email us at podcast at firmup.com or get us on twitter at firmup and uh send us your questions comments suggestions concerns with something that we may have incorrectly stated um any anything you might have to say we want to hear from you so um Send all your questions this way. way. 